This one, this is episode 277, Furious 7, Lap 12. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe 2, and this episode's brought to you by Shaw Development. Shaw offers both stainless steel and cross-link polyethylene diesel diesel exhaust fluid reservoirs in a variety of shapes and volumes to meet your needs. Shout out to Shaw Development. Well, shout out to Shaw Development. Welcome, Shaw Development. I gotta, I gotta. If they're paying us, I know a million dollars. They're paying us. I gotta say their name correctly. Exactly. But shout out to them and shout out to our patrons because Joe, I think, I think, I think, yes, I think we're making history today. Okay. I think this is the first time we've ever had two different patrons on the podcast oh, on God. the same episode. <laughs> yeah, that, that is, is that true? true? That's well, very I true. mean, probably, maybe, but. Here, I mean, you heard a voice, and you know who else is here. And we've also said it. It's not a surprise. But shout out to Cassie Wilson, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleinman. Guest number one, drum roll, please. Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Party. Haley Gerbys, Wes Hampton, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden Renato, D. Donato, Michael McGann, Lane Middleton, Lindsay Lewandowski, Nate Milton of the Kings of Sport, Jason Rainey, Tom Price, Mike Gallier, and guest number two, Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Mon. Tez. Thank you all for supporting us at the $5 a month level or above. And thank you both, Brian and Montez, for being here this evening. Welcome, welcome to the show. Charmed, as always. I'm ready to disappoint everyone. Well, Montez, <laughs> okay. we're going to start early and hit us with that sweet, sweet Montez minute. <sighs> okay, here we go. Uh, wait, what was the what order am I supposed to be saying these? One, two, th- one, two, one, four, two five, four, five, six, three. Six, shit. Okay, hold on, hold on. One, okay. One, two. You're gonna need you're gonna need six pages of paper to write this down. Jesus yeah, Christ. you know the order that we recorded them in over the last eighteen weeks. <laughs> nah, I don't remember. I don't remember what I have for breakfast this morning. Wait, Brian, do you rem- do you know about the Montez minute? Are you have you been listening to this lap or no? I am familiar with it from the summaries that I read, but no, I haven't been listening to this lap, and I'll tell you why when. I see you again. No, when um, <laughs> when I when I talk about this movie because I'm excited to talk about this one, but we'll get into it. Okay. Well, Montez. All right. Please. Wait. One, two. Oh my god. Four, five. <laughs> six, three. the page. So we now know that one and two. You said you said three pages, Joe. I think right. So one, Yay. two is one page. Yeah. Exactly. Four, five, and then six, three. Yeah. One, two, four, five, six, three. All right, you ready? You haven't even begun yet in Montez's Lost Remind. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Ready? Okay. Yes. All right. And go. One, we meet Brian and the gang. It's the whole Love Triangle's origin story. Yes. Uh, two, is the worst villain ever, ever Carter Verone, and a very hungry Roman. <sighs> okay. Uh, I, I knew that was going to rile Brian. Go ahead. <laughs> that pisses me off. Uh, three, which is four. Nope. Yep. Yeah. Somehow Brian made it into the FBI. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe. He's the DOJ, yeah. but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, four, which is five. Introducing Mr. Hobbs in the era of boy. Oh, wait. So you, so you mean Fast and Furious, the fourth movie, is just yeah, about yeah. Brian taking tests to get into the FBI. That's the entire movie. What that's no, he, about. Like, somehow he got into the FBI and he sucks. Okay. <laughs> uh, four, which is five. Four, which is five. Introducing Mr. Hobbs and the era of 
boy, woman, and son. Okay. And some weird facial hair. Boy, woman, and son. Okay. Yes. Those are those are the quotes that I have. Uh, six, five. I, couldn't, is- I, can't, I can't even possibly like. I guess that's Vince. <laughs> unclear who that. Unclear whose son is. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I don't. He. Uh, no, he calls Dom son. Okay. Yeah, I'm telling you. Montez, this, is the, this is the worst one. Yeah, keep going. I know. I'm doing it. Uh, five, six. The one where Letty isn't actually dead. And then, mm-hmm. um. Six, which is three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't high- do, do this one. Yeah. Fake high school student Sean learns how to tell time. Okay. And also there's a great drifting montage. Yeah, drifting. Okay. Yeah, that was terrible, Montez. <laughs> Thank you. We did good. No, no, I mean, it's, it's a lot to ask. It's, it, she did it quick, though. We had, like, you know, one highlight from each one. I like that. I, I think that, I think it was a good showing, Montez. I appreciated it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do better next time, but I'm not making any promises because I know I'm not going to deliver. Well, you realize that each time you do this, it gets progressively harder because you have to do another movie. Yes. And I, and I purposefully do not keep my notes from the last time so that I have to start from scratch every time. Wait, do you throw them out? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. F- full on chaos energy. I'm telling you. Well. Okay. I. I. I, I guess so. Okay. So we have. Uh. Mo- before we talk about the movie, we talk before we talk about the Dom moments, so on and so forth. We have four different questions here in the either or. Brian, I need to look and I need to see if you. Oh, you've answered three of them. Okay. But you have you have a question to answer here as well, Brian. But Montez, you got four questions here. Are you ready? Okay. Okay, first question. Question number one. Either or, Montez, Corona or Belgian Ale? Belgian Ale. Okay. Ryan, do you remember your answer? I don't because those like Mexican beers and Belgian beers are my two favorite types of beers. Um, For crushability, I would, eh, you know, for different reasons. But I don't know. What was my answer? I'm assuming Belgian, but I can go. No. Okay. It's Corona. Yeah, I figured that, right? Okay. Okay, Montez. Tough question, though. Jeez. I know. <laughs> Hard hitting. All right, Montez. Last movie that came out in theaters, but not the last movie we covered. So think two back when they take down the world's largest airplane, the world's longest runway, right? They drive cars into the plane. This movie, there are cars driving out of a plane. If you have to, knowing you are safe either way, would you rather drive your car into a plane as it's taking off or out of a plane while you're in the sky, knowing either way you will be safe? I mean, if I'm going to be safe, I'm, I'm, fl- I'm driving out of the plane. Okay. Oh, Brian, do you remember your answer to this one? Uh, if I answered it, I'm probably in the plane because there's no way I'm going out of the plane. I am Roman in this movie, by the way, when it comes to falling and stuff. Even well, knowing heights, that you're going to be safe? Heights too? Even knowing you're safe? You're safe on roller coasters. You're largely safe bungee jumping. I don't do any of that shit. Really? I'm not, I'm not afraid of heights. I do not like the sensation of falling. I've gone on a wow. bunch of roller coasters. People are like, no, no, you'll love it. And I get off, and I'm like, I did not like that. So I'm going in the plane, and we're flying somewhere, maybe to Goa, maybe wherever, but I'm not going out of the plane. Yeah, you did say into a plane last time. You and Joe both into planes. Me and Montez, the bad boys of the podcast, we're out of the plane, baby. <laughs> yeah. All right, Montez. So in this movie, there is a scene wherein Roman has to distract an entire room full of people, and he sings, happy birthday to Tanya. We are conducting a heist, the four of us, and me, Joe, and Brian are like, we need to go in the other room. Joe needs to lift up his car. 
I need to get under the car. Brian needs to tweet about it. We need you <laughs> to, dis- to distract this entire room full of people by shining bright. Like only Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez, can. We need you to shine bright. We need you to sing a song karaoke style. What song are you singing to distract a room full of people so that Joe, Brian, and myself can conduct a heist? Proud Mary by Tina Turner, complete with the dancing. Nice. Ooh. Like nice it. choice. Nice choice, yeah. Have you done that at karaoke before? Do you do karaoke? I don't do karaoke unless I am incredibly wasted. Um, okay. But I do sing that very loudly and dance at the stoplight. So oh, okay, that's more and I do that in, furious. in my house. So yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Now, this last question. Wait, did I answer before. that one? Yes, you remember your song? I'm assuming Purple Rain. No, you did Danza Caduro. Oh, of course. I mean, for this podcast, yes. But that's Danza Caduro is hard in karaoke. I can tell you that. Yes, yeah, it is. All right, now. The final question. This is for both of you. And I don't know, Brian, I'm sure we've gotten your answer on this. We might have even gotten Montez's at some point. But in this movie, we are introduced to the most important, the most influential, the most game-changing of Fast and Furious characters. A character by the name of Nonis Denise. Yes. If you hear someone being described as Nonis Denise, Nonis Brian, Nonis Montez, whoever, what does that connote to you? What does someone having Nonis mean? Montez, we're going to go to you first. I feel like this is, I should have thought about this. I knew this was coming. Brian, do you have an answer? You can wait. You can, Montez can can wait if, if Brian, you have an answer. I've answered this before and I don't remember what I said. I I don't have an answer written down. New year, new you. What's your twenty? What's twenty twenty three? Brian Rodriguez of Twilight Forever of Uncle Francis's Wine Cellar. The thing is, like, of third time charm. I'm trying. No, I'm trying to get context <laughs> for what he, you know, how it's referred to in the films, and it's not like what I originally thought. He says the only thing I've seen you take down is no niece to niece at prom. Full context, only context. But he's not saying it in like a positive way so i i had a new thought about this but i want to hear your thoughts first and not um completely yeah don't taint the water exactly yet. i want to hear yeah. your thoughts but yeah uh, i don't know uh, no knees so if you had no knees i mean i'll say this i've never said this one before but i assume it's the way that someone walks right like maybe i mean i'm not applauding this but maybe there's some kind of handicap or disability of some Mm. sort and they're just not politically correct and making fun of roman for being you know looking past that bullshit superficial reason and being like you know what denise is a good person i'm gonna dance with her at prom that's how i see it i'm gonna take her to prom take and dance it's not you don't take someone to prom and not dance with them that's not exactly that's the kicker there montez I feel like whatever I could say about Denise is going to be mean. Oh, well, that's that's fair. okay. I mean, it's not good, but it's okay. What what is it? It's not I you mean, saying it, by the way. You didn't call her no niece, Denise. Sorry to Denise. Um, maybe she is so large that she has no knees. But I feel yeah, like you you would really need knees, though. If well, you like, were that large, sometimes, right? but like sometimes you know when you see people's legs, like they're literally just like a like it's just a leg like a log like straight from the hip 
to the Oof. ankle. Like it's Ooh, all yeah. one thing. Yeah. I mean, I think you're actually right. I haven't thought of it that way, but that's probably what they're talking about. I, Sorry, I had a new thought this time, and just as like Joey was reading it this time, I was thinking, what if they're saying no knees, and we were like hung up on her being on her knees or being so large she doesn't have knees, but in reality, what they meant was that she didn't have any knees. Like she's very short, and she's just like a very small person. I just I I was thinking that I just don't think that they would say it with that connotation. Like oh, you. Took a short girl to prom? Like, <laughs> it just feels very like, what? It, I think it feels better, though. Like, I, I like when I was hearing it that time, I was like, you know what? I, I'm going to pretend like that's what it is because that seems like the least offensive denominator. Like, you, okay. just, you just took I, a short girl. So uh, somehow, that is the most flattering depiction of Nonis Denise and also makes Brian and Roman look meaner than they've ever been before. What? Because it's, it's like... They're even making they're, they're so they're so far above everyone that they're just like I can't even associate with short girls. Like it's not like she's deformed or she is you know uh, uh, how do I say like you know a, a, a woman of the evening or something um, in terms of her prolificness. It's just like she's short. Like it's, it's yeah. like they're even more petty or something. Like very mm-hmm. shallow. It makes them yeah. very very shallow. Yeah, I'm not sure, but yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Okay, I lo- that's. I think that is the most positive. You know, that's like I. I think that that's the we've had. best. The best spin I can give it to be like, oh, like you know, because Roman's really tall, and like maybe he only dated tall girls. Yeah. And then like one time, because he took Denise to prom, and she was yeah. real short. Okay. They made fun of him. I don't hate it. This was uh, it's on a couple websites as as I Google and I'm sure you Googled it, you Joey. It's on a couple websites as like a warning to parents that a character is named No Knees Denise and it's labeled sec- sexual content. Um, Are these like Christian websites? Like what? what <laughs> like is... I, I opened a couple tabs. Of one, the one I'm looking at specifically right now is is this movie suitable dot com. So. <laughs> Joe, if your if your mom was like, should Joe watch this movie? She yeah, might go to. You know, maybe that could be your sponsor for for the next uh, episode or something. But is this movie suitable? dot com? So I wonder. So remember last episode, Joe, we were talking about movie. Maybe last episode, I don't know. Sometime recently, we were talking about movie ratings. We were talking about like sensible ratings on IMDb. I wonder if Noni Denise is listed on IMDb's oh sensibility scale, like as warning. There's a Noni Denise in this movie. Can I give you the scores <laughs> for it? look out? There's a no knees to knees. Yeah, go ahead. These are the scores for is this movie suitable.com. Violence, okay. three out of five, which I think it should be more. Um, emotional no blood, though. I was thinking that as fair. we were watching it. There's there's not, like, I, the guy falls down the cliff and his body just kind of ragdolls with, like, no knees. blood at all. It's it, like no compar- knees. <laughs> compared to a horror movie, you're right. So I'll take that back. Emotional distress. It's okay. Everything's out of five. What do you guys guess? Emotional distress. Three. Correct. Three out of five. Fear factor. What's the fear factor out of four, this? two, three? Uh, yeah, it's it's not super scary. I think the cliff scene and then. But maybe I was even reading helicopter. it as this Christian website. So. I know. So oh, it's yeah. a. By the way, for that one, it says Deckard Shaw is relentlessly aggressive and vi- and a violent oh, antagonist, but doesn't okay. do anything that's unnecessarily cruel. So it should not be too frightening for kids. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. What other categories are there? Sexual content. There's only a couple more, don't worry. Sexual uh, content. One. Four. 
three out of five, and specifically... It should be a four. There's two things. One, Noni's Denise, as I mentioned. Really? Okay. Okay. One character is being made fun of, and there's a reference to a girl he went to college with, which is not true, nicknamed Noni's Denise. And the other, you know, negative part, I guess, someone describes a very expensive and stylish car, and another character jokingly says that he is aroused by it. Oh. So here, so on IMDb, the parent guide, they have sex and nudity, violence and gore, profanity, alcohol, drugs and smoking, and threatening intense scenes. There's five different things. For sex and nudity, 72 of 127 found it mild. Their mentions here are a couple of scenes, close-ups of women's underwear and bikini wear, a lot of female cleavage, and then a spoiler in one scene, Brian and Mia kiss passionately. Oh. <laughs> so... I, it's mild. So IMDb is much more progressive, I would say, than is this suitable. This, this is clearly a Christian website because, uh, it's a, which, yeah, it's, which it's, is whatever, which that's, that's okay. But um, bad language, what do you think it got? Five? This, four. This, four. This, IMDb says pro, uh, moderate. I'm going to say four. Four is correct. Almost yeah. constant, mild to moderate cursing and blasphemy, which is impossible. Blasphemy impossible to avoid a few uses of shit and bitch several uses of goddamn <laughs> one use of fuck oh that's the blasphemy goddamn is the blasphemy yeah sorry i was like this is like vin makes the most religious versions of movies <laughs> ever like uh-huh. there's like it's a big cross in it he, like jesus the a family yeah i mean a family jesus, right yeah it's exactly yeah so so two more categories he comes here. back from the dead here you know what i mean so yeah, yeah go ahead Two more categories here. So, dialogue. What do you think it was on the the bad scale? Montez, I want you to guess first. Um, you live in a very Christian town. Ugh, I know. Um, I'm gonna say four. Dialogue in general. I, well, there's like a lot of sexy, like talking about sexy <sighs> things, talking about a lady being hot. I think they'd get they get steamy about that. I Montez but I say three. Four. I say I'm gonna three. say three. Yeah. Zero out of five. No notes. Wow. No notes. Wow. <laughs> and, and, I don't. I don't understand what the category means. Then. <laughs> no, yeah, same. <laughs> so the so the last category is just other notes, things that they that the author of the or whoever's grading feels the need to tell us, good or bad. So, so if you agree, great. If you don't, whatever. Deals with themes of teamwork, family, friendship. <laughs> <laughs> not take not taking life for granted. Love but also revenge. And it deals with doing what's necessary for people you care about. So overall, that's pretty Christian, most yeah. of that stuff. It's, yeah, it's thematically, like, <laughs> right there, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love okay. it. I'm going to look pretty at this good. website more often. Montez, do you think your town would approve of this movie? Well, we've already talked about my town's use of this god-awful song at the end of this oh right yes 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 yeah so the answer is yes you think yeah yeah all right let us dive into furious seven talk by starting with the question that is sweeping the nation yes what is the most dom moment in furious seven which is by and large the brian movie but what is the most dom moment montez Hit us with one of those sweet, sweet quadrants or notes or whatever. <laughs> Most Dom moment. Um, okay, so I have when, <laughs> when Mr. Nobody says, I carry my own health insurance. 
Okay. Oh. Well, I thought that was going to be in the in the rating of the of the Christian website that they were like very pro uh, non single payer. Like <laughs> that there's a lot of healthcare involved in this, seemingly all paid for by different people. So I thought they would be really excited about that. Well, you know that the woke mob is now coming for your Xbox, right? So I, I, I hope you know that like nothing is sacred. Now the woke well, mob and wants Demar you to. Demar Hamlin was is actually dead because he got the vaccine, and they walked walked out a body double on Sunday to be in the stands. Of the, course, of the... course. Okay, so Montez, you think <laughs> you think him saying something about health insurance is the most dumb moment? Why do you think this? Because <laughs> frankly, Dom cares about health insurance a lot. <laughs> Frankly, it's an insane answer. <laughs> when you put it like that, it sounds it sounds so stupid. Montez, I didn't uh, look, put it okay, anyway. Listen, listen. I repeated what you said. <laughs> just, yeah, just some clarity, lady. That's all. Okay, look. In all fairness, I watched this movie three times in order to prepare for today. Okay. Okay. And I only remember. <laughs> I only remember four scenes. I've had I've had a long history of forgetting giant chunks of this movie. So like I, in that sense, I also don't fault you. I'm with you. There's like I mean we've watched it you know how many times? Twelve times now. And um, well, plus I, for Nate show. Plus for Nate show, and there was like and not too long ago, I was like, oh yeah, Brian does kick him down the elevator shaft. I remember that now. We okay, talked look. about that like four or five. That's what I mean. Yeah, like it was like, it, but it was it was like, I eventually got to the point. Where I was like, that's where he says that too slow. Yeah, I got it. I remember now. All right, oh, look. Boy. This okay. is why. <laughs> Back to the this healthcare. Is, yes, this is why I chose this. Not necessarily for the healthcare portion of it, but he's in the car and he's like, "Oh, he, Dom's like, we have to get you to the hospital," and he's like, "No." I have my own health insurance because he pulls out a phone and he's like, I'm not going to the hospital. What I think is funny about this is that when I screenshot like the, the episode art yeah. for this lap has been like the most Dom moment. So like, yes. I'll take a screenshot of Dom and, and Mr. Nobody. And people are like, oh yeah, that was a really Dom moment for Dom. It's like, no, no, no. It's <laughs> Mr. Nobody. Nobody talking about health insurance. Really got insanity. Montez, Montez, what the fuck? All right, Brian. Brian, this is your first time this lap. What in this movie, either a Dom thing or a not Dom thing, exemplifies exemplifies the character? The, yes. What one action or scene or line or moment's like, wow, that was really Dom. <laughs> I feel like my only purpose on this podcast is to derail conversation. So uh-huh. okay, I want to ask you a question that maybe I've asked before, maybe I haven't. But after watching Furious 7. Yeah. Okay. Do you feel like Dom is a Dom, or is he more of a power bottom? <laughs> he is softened. Well, you can be a Dom and a power bottom, no, can't you? You can. I don't think there's rules. I think that you could just be whatever you want to be. But he's not as Dommy, I guess is my point, as the name Dom would suggest. Well, everyone has softened over the course of the franchise. Especially here, though. And and I just I just feel like maybe... You know, he's not as Dom anymore. Maybe it's a lowercase d in his name. Oh. It's possible. So the most Dom moment, I think, is uh, Hobbs in the ambulance. Just, like, breaking out of the hospital. Mm. Just okay. Just ambulancing it out and everything's yep. okay. Picking up the, the like, what is that? Like a helicopter machine gun. Yes. And just, <laughs> yeah. 
making his presence known, despite all his injuries, like healing like that, just very, very dommy. Sure. Okay, that's fair. Joe, what's your pick? Um, I have a specific moment, but it's more of an overall theme. That, but okay. I'll explain the moment that I like really saw this in. I think it's throughout the movie. Dom kind of shielding Brian from danger, or like at least mm. like protecting him. Specifically, like uh, when they're like driving between the buildings, and he kind of like makes Brian jump out of the car first, so that he knows Brian is safe. Because like he knows yeah. Mia's pregnant, so like not only would he like you know leave his sister hung out to dry, but like like in that sense, he's like taking care of family. And just, yeah, just babysitting Brian, essentially, to make sure that he, he doesn't die before his baby comes and screws his sister over, pretty much. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Can, can I ask a question to derail mm-hmm. the conversation again? Um, yes. Where do you think Dom ends and Vin begins? We don't have an answer to that question. We've talked about that a lot. I know you do, but in recently this... Joe referred to one of them by the correct thing, and I thought he was asking the other thing. Like <laughs> we we so interchangeably use these names that it's hard to actually. I don't know. I don't know. So I watching this film today. Actually, you know, believe it or not, I was incredibly moved today, and I didn't. I was surprised that I was. But one of the things I did notice is that. Maybe it's me projecting on the film. Maybe it is the death of Paul Walker. But there's an element of Dom and Vin merging and acknowledging, and especially towards the end, obviously, but almost winking at the camera like, I have to take over this series in a way that wasn't there before. It, I was just rewatched Ted Lasso season one, and uh, what's yeah. his name? Uh, God. Roy Kent, that character. Oh, okay. um, uh, Ted Lasso. He's here. He's there. He's everywhere. <laughs> Go ahead. Ted Lasso gives him a wrinkle in time to read. And, and he like reads this passage about like he has to be the leader here. He has to, to do it. And I know he always had an ego, but I believe the death uh, of Paul Walker created this thing inside of Vin where it's just like, I have to be more alpha than I ever have before to bring this series home and where I want I where I want it to be. Like he is a hundred percent the main character for the rest of the series, and it's not even debatable, right? All worlds Do you think are- do you think that's starting here? Because they, they, they finished shooting after Paul passed away, right? So like do you think yeah. do you see evidence yep. of that here? Yes I do because and I'm glad you bring that up. I definitely believe it was edited that way i don't believe the edit we got is what we would have had right oh no 100 percent, no no we've talked about that a lot no it's there's a lot here and there's the the tweet that i found for bd wapfy i will bring up later but it's a scene that we've talked about before of something that like i think is very clearly going to be a different thing and then they change it to be something else entirely because but yes i uh, for sure i would i would 100 agree I have I have a weird question to kind of piggyback off Brian's question. Oh shit! Uh, it's and it's like it, it's a, a, a quasi <laughs> three parter. Okay, mm-hmm. what do you think, Dom, Vin's, or Mark Sinclair's favorite book is? And I bet, and they can they're all different, right? <laughs> I like that question. Oh my god, Dom, Vin, and Mark Sinclair. Well. Like, Mark Sinclair's has to be, like, you know, rule book one for Dungeons & Dragons, I was right? thinking, but is that is that Mark Sinclair or is that Vin? 
Like when when he's playing D and D, I don't know that we've ever met Mark Sinclair. Yeah, that's okay. So, so, so like Mark Sinclair could be like like some philosophy book, right? Like because I imagine that he envisions himself as a philosopher. And Vins is like the the what like the like, Dungeon Master's Handbook, yeah. I, no, yeah, no, that or or like what was it like the Arnold Schwarzenegger book, like how like what like pumping iron or something. I'm with you. I think Mark Sinclair is is the nerd at heart. I know we haven't met him, but I think it's the Hobbit for Mark Sinclair. And, and oh, good pick. You know, Excellent I think that pick. changed Mark Sinclair's young life reading Tolkien like that. So, ooh. Vin, Vin and Dom is is tough. I'm going to get back to you on that one. I really want to think about this one. Okay, Montez, what do you think? Do you have an answer for any of these three books? You're you're a big reader. No, no answers. Okay, cool. Do cool. you? I think that like Dom's Dom's favorite book would probably be like Montez can kind of help here, but like some kind of like Hot Wheels children's book <laughs> up the alley of like what Dom would be reading. Well, I was going to say. He- Dom probably is into uh, graphic novels. Oh, okay. I can see that. That yeah, that would track. I could I could definitely see him being like he was big into comics or something I, like that. I think yeah. his favorite book is the Kelly Blue Book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Parts guides. What is it? Uh, fucking like yeah. Yeah, parts guide. Summit. Summit Racing yeah. Catalog. That's what that's what his favorite book is every month. Joey, can you text your uh, colleague? Yeah, I'll, I'll text Bob. Yeah, I'll text Bob. Bob I mean, uh, and ask Tulsa. Him. Tulsa. Sorry, sorry, Tulsa. Tulsa. And can you do a follow-up question to Bob when you're done? Mm-hmm. The, a separate piece by John Knowles. Which of the three characters would enjoy this book most? I'm just curious. The Trinity. Okay. The I'm going to see if he's Father, see Son, if he Holy Spirit. First one first, though, yeah. Let let's go religion here. Dom That's interesting. Sing- oh, the Bible. Dom says the Bible. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know if he actually reads the Bible. He doesn't seem like he lives a biblical life. I mean biblical, yes, but not very Christian life. He thinks he does, but eh. Maybe it's like Soon Tzu's The Art of War. Like I think it's it's something Asian. It's something spiritual, old, old, old. Uh, actually, you know what? I think it's like something his father read to him, just like I love yeah, cor- I was gonna I say like corduroy. where the red, where yeah. the red fern grows or something like like the last book he read in school, the hungry caterpillar. My father used to read it to me <laughs> all the time. Yeah, that that probably tracks. The chrysalis, okay. the cocoon, and then it was a fucking butterfly. You know, like something like that. <laughs> and that's me. <laughs> Sorry, I just need more of that. That was a really good Dom impression. He's talking about the, the hungry it caterpillar. It, it was a great voice. I don't think it would sound anything like Dom. But I it sound anything it. like Dom. <laughs> No, just... Oh, I really, I just really liked envisioning Ben trying to explain his love of the hungry caterpillar. That sounded like Dom if Dom was raised in Queens. <laughs> I don't have yeah. a good Dom accent. That's fine. You don't have to. My most Dom moment, I think, I think that Deckard's vowing vengeance for Dom for hospitalizing Owen, I think, is a pretty Dom moment. But I do think that the biggest thing here is, at its core, it's is a Dom and Letty love story. And them in the elevator, him saying he feels awkward in the suit, being reminded of old times. Mm. Like when he's with her, everything else melts away. And then at the end, when he comes back to life and just saying, you can't tell someone they love you. I think whenever he's with Letty, he's the most himself. And I think 
it's either at the end when he recounts their secret wedding or, you know, Letty recounts a secret wedding or just in the elevator, the two of them just saying, you know, it doesn't matter, like, we're about to do something crazy here. But, like, right now in this moment, it's just us. I, I, I can see it for sure. Because I do think that Letty brings out a lot of, like, the, the essence of Dom. So it's hard to hard to think anything against that for sure. And there is, of course, the line, I don't have friends, I got family, that he says to Decker, which is, you know, pretty, pretty Dom, right? So... All right, Montez, the time has come. Where do you want to start? Favorite moments, least favorite moments, whatever quadrant you want to begin. All right. All right. Okay. Bob Let's... says Dom's favorite book is Zen and the Artist, Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Ah, Ooh. good choice. Yeah. Mm. I will report more answers as they have. Yeah, Montez, wherever you want to begin. Um. Okay, so I I loved Noni's Denise. Okay. Because I thought it was really funny. Just because, so context there, not, so I don't remember watching this movie for the first time. And I clearly don't remember watching it the three times that I've watched it over the past two weeks. Do you try to block it out? Is it too emotional for, it's like just too no, heavy? No, two of the showings, it was it was back to back. One of them I fell asleep at the okay. end, in the middle. So nice. we started again in the middle and then I fell asleep again. So, I mean, I did pay attention to it today. I will. I will say. I. I was a little surprised. I got a little emotional there at the end. Uh, yeah. I did get to watch Michael cry while he watched this. When we we're in New York. So. Okay. Cool. So there's there's that. I did get to see him cry. Um, which he told me I'd, I'd never get to see him watch this movie. Um, let's see. I'm tr- I'm going through my notes, not in any. Well, speaking of, of that, Montez, is there, is there anything you want to add about our uh, rendezvous in New York? I already talked about it on the last episode, but Joe was like, "How are the hot to dogs? save stories?" But yeah, go ahead. I haven't had that much beer in a long time. Do you just and, normally and Montez not was drink, like, or just and she was no baby beer. sipping by the end too? Yeah, it, my 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 uh, my beverage stomach was getting full. Yeah, that happens. The hot dog stomach was still empty though. Were the hot dogs good? They were delicious. Awesome. Where were they? From? You know, Montez does not like from? mustard on this. Hot this dogs. uh, this this dive bar. Brian probably knows it. What's it called? Rudy's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. and they like give away free hot dogs. I like. I have heard of this place before. It, it's so crazy because, like, I was thinking about my history with this film, and I remember exactly where I was when I learned that Paul Walker died, and it was in a hot dog place, Criff Dogs on St. Mark's. Oh, I've been to Criff Dogs. Yeah, they got a couple locations. Pretty cool places. Speakeasy in that one. Or they used to be. I don't know. Yes, 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 yes. The one that had it. Yes, yes, yes. And Bourdain went there too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's, again, that was, I remember looking at my phone. I'm like, holy shit. And I called my friend. I'm like, yo, Paul Walker died. And they were like, what's going to happen to the movie? I know, like, you're supposed to think about other things, but I remember exactly thinking about that. Okay. Okay. I also have updates from Bob. Okay. Uh, he says, for Mark Sinclair, we were on the right path, I think, with the Hyperion Cantos by Dan Sim. And he said that's real nerd-ass sci-fi fantasy shit. Okay, okay. And then for Vin, I think this is the best answer that anybody's given all night, how to win friends and influence people. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I said, one final question, which of the three would most like a separate piece by John Knowles? He just said, gosh, probably Vin, question mark? That's what okay. I thought. That's what I thought. Okay. Okay, Montez, back to your notes. Okay. You um, love Noni Denise. Yeah, I also loved as an IT guy myself. I loved when uh, The Rock said, "Goddamn IT guys!" Mm. Oh, Dur- okay. during his fight, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, 
I don't have anything in my hate column this time. Ooh. I mean, aside well, you, from the freaking three watches deep. Well, no, Joe. She remembers four scenes. I mean, she does not hate four scenes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. This movie, two hours and 20 minutes long, she remembers four <laughs> scenes and she hates none of them. Uh, I I thought it was really funny, Brian, in the minivan scene. I thought yeah, that I like that. I thought that was did pretty you, funny. Did you Montes, relate you have to a minivan? that? Fuck no. Okay. Okay. Jesus. Calm down. Calm down. Do I look like I would drive a minivan? Brian doesn't. Brian has one. Well, Not this Brian. That Brian. Well, I mean, he only has one kid, so why is he getting a minivan? That's that's the other thing is, you know, he's got one kid. He doesn't need a minivan. You need a minivan. Well, got like 15 kids. They're family planning. You find out in this movie that Mia's pregnant again, right? So, like, they know. I like that he does have a minivan, but all of them drive separately everywhere. Yes. <laughs> so, it's like he never needs these extra seats. Like, you, you make a great point. Like, he has one kid. Fine. Yeah. But then also, like... Even if, like, it was like, oh, you know, like, well, we go to, like, the drive-in or whatever. Like, no, they would all take a separate car every time. It doesn't economically make sense. It does not. It would be funny to see them at a drive-in. They have, like, they roll, like, eight deep. They're like, you know you can, like, you would save <laughs> a lot of money if you car. just. Yeah. yeah. you could just, like, they're like, no, man. I mean, look, here's the thing. And I know this is going to come out really insensitive, and you guys can be mad at me after I say it. But at the very end of the movie, when he pulls up next to Dom, he should have pulled up next to him in the minivan. <laughs> oh, my God, that'd be great. No. Not great. insensitive at no. all. I would have really liked it. I just think when you are against a certain life and you find yourself in that certain life, sometimes to accept it more, you just go all in. And he was probably like, I can't buy a cool car. I can't have a cool car because I'm going to want to race it. Yeah. He's like, let me just you know wear the khakis and buy the minivan. And, and I'm all in now. I'm not going to be tempted to race this thing, even though he, you could tell it kind of is. Yeah, that's fair. I could see that. He'd be like, yeah, like, if I drive, or, or Mia being like, you're not taking him in the fucking skyline, the school, <laughs> and you're like, okay, fine, yeah, sure. Um, what else? Oh, this is gonna surprise everyone. Okay. I actually really liked Roman in this movie. Wow, look at you. Good. He's super silly goofy in this movie. I was, I was wondering about this, because he does something in this movie twice, that Ra, the, that Hobbs also does once. But what? he emerges, or no, he does it once in this movie, he does it in a different movie, but he emerges, like, when he lands from the plane, and he, like, saves the day, right? Like, it's just, like, out of nowhere, a character comes and just saves the day. And then later, Hobbs does the same thing with the ambulance, right? We were talking about that earlier, yes, with yes, the yes. most Dom moment. But it's just, like, twice, there's been a character that's, like, not in the scene, not involved, like, you know is in the universe, you know they're around, and they just come out of nowhere, sort of deus, deus ex machina, save the day. It's the same thing that, that Roman does in Fast Five, when it goes, afternoon office or license registration like he does the same thing he just comes out of nowhere makes a mark does an entry whatever my question to the three of you how many times realistically could they do that in a single movie because we're approaching the point where we could like the bench is like 20 or 25 people deep like they could do that over and over again and like it would be believable it would be insane what like just have somebody come from the back and like save the day in every sequence like, you know, in, in F9, we will not spoil because Brian Montez has not seen eight or nine. She's seen most of them, but she's not seen eight or nine. But, you know, like at the end of nine, it happens from a major character. You're like, oh, of course he was coming back, whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but you have like you could have, you know, CGI Brian do that. You could have this character, do that, whatever. Like you could keep doing it over and over again because there's like 40 characters we follow. Like how many times do you think they could do that in a single movie down the stretch? And before you were like, mm, this is too many. Infinite. 
Okay. So something I noticed on this watch, um, specifically when The Rock does, sorry, Dwayne Johnson, Hobbs, does a rock bottom. Thank you. I don't know when it happened, but there was a time when action, fights and sequences changed from being more like karate to being more like wrestling. Yes. Um, And in wrestling, like if you watch wrestling on TV, it's shot in a way where like, if it's a triple threat match, you're watching two people fighting, right? And then randomly the guy will emerge or, or break up a ta- or break up a tag or break up the pin. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. But if you're ever live in a wrestling arena, you really have to suspend disbelief because the guy who's been passed out for 10 minutes outside the ring suddenly wakes up and creeps there and he does it, right? So, yep. like, now that they're following these wrestling rules in this series and and most action films to be honest with you i think infinite is the answer like as long as you don't show the person doing it and the surprise people just go nuts in the theater when it happens like a puppet could come out of nowhere and do that and people will go oh, shit remember that puppet no knees to knees oh my god if no knees to knees came out of nowhere that'd be amazing <laughs> we've amazing. been pitching that for so long we want no knees to knees <laughs> to show up in in 10 she gotta come back right like she gotta be like an actual character at some point she's definitely gonna be like paula Patton, like super hot and I, like, I want yeah, i was gonna say like janelle monet or something yeah yeah like just oh shit that was no knees to knees the entire time yeah, and, like, she clowns him. She was like, yeah, I still remember, like, you being an ass at prom or whatever. <laughs> She's like, no, like, come on, Denise, give me another shot. I got more insights from Bob. Okay. Breaking news. Okay. He says, he, he, he answered his things, and he said, probably Vin about a separate piece by John Knowles. He said, just because I don't think Dom reads, and I think Mark is locked in on dork shit. Okay. Vin wants to be seen as someone serious, an artist. So really, he says his favorite book is a separate piece, but secretly it's the Carnegie book. I've never read a separate piece, though. But he's, I think that's right. I think, like, Dom doesn't read. He just, you know, he just, like, in the garage doing his thing or just with family or whatever. And then Mark is just like, I need to like, I'm only Heinlein this month, right? Like it's, it's just nerd shit. Right. So yeah. I think by default, Vin is like, or yeah, Vin is the philosophical one, just like everything else. Right. It's either, if it's not nerd and it's not no books, it's just, it's everything else. Okay. Okay. Montez, more notes, anything else? Oh, when I, when we were watching the fighting scenes this time, I like I really really noticed how much they use the turn of the camera like like if you get like thrown onto your back the camera follows you and you stay level as you do this and they do it like 20 times in this movie and I never specifically noticed how many times they do it until I watched it this time. I mean it's a new director right it's James Wan yeah. he comes from the world of horror so that might yeah. be kind of that it definitely yeah like i really felt as i was watching this time like oh my god this really does not feel like a justin lynn movie like at all for the fast and the furious like it feels very very different just like cinematography wise montez do you think compared to the last four which is the last four both release and the last four that we watched does this movie do you like the feel of this movie more or less than of what you remember the four scenes in this movie (laughs) Do you? How does this compare for you to the the last four, which were all done by Justin Lin? Do you like the feel and the sort of like the look of this more or less than the last four? I did feel like it was a little all over the place. Just like food, I get it. Yes, food all yeah, over the place. So, yeah. So, uh, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Mid Journey what food all over the place is. Go ahead. I I feel like that's maybe one of the reasons why I couldn't like keep up with it. There there was a lot of camera movement. Like it was, I don't know. It was trying to make it look. And feel more actiony for sure. than it was. So, I mean, there's a ton of like hand to hand combat in this one. Yeah, like, there's a ton of fighting. 
but it it this one. No, yeah, I'm with you though. The I I would have liked the camera to to not have done what it did. So many flips, like it did so many flips. Like, can it just stay stationary? What's interesting though is like this is the first action movie he ever did. He's only done this in Aquaman. Like everything else is just straight up horror. Like he did Saw and the two Conjuring movies, and Insidious, Insidious Two, and Dead Silence, and of course Malignant. But like he's not really an action director, and like I don't think horror really follows. Like I think this is more actiony than horror. it's just definitely more weird. actiony. Yeah, maybe it's maybe he does he doesn't have a command of action camera in a way that Justin Lin. Did I don't know. I'm. I think it does feel different. And from here on out, every movie is going to be directed by a different person. So keep an eye out. I, I'm curious to see Montez what your thoughts on this question are as they go on. Brian, same question to you. Do you like the Justin Lin feel and look and everything more or less than the uh, James Wan? First of all, you're wrong because every movie is directed by the same person. Uh, after Vin this. Diesel. Vin Diesel, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I actually like it because it's different um you know quick segue into why i hadn't been listening to this lap and it's no offense to you guys it's just like i kind of got tired of this series like i was just sorry to of say too fast or a fast and furious <clears throat> not, not your podcast of thank of, you of the film series itself i was a little burnt out and then today i was kind of like you know i gotta watch this movie i gotta watch it like i'm not in the mood for it and then i watched it and i realized this is actually a pretty good action movie. It's got a mm-hmm. pretty good story. I, yeah. I just, I know you guys don't care, but I wanted to look up the critical scores. They're all pretty good, mm-hmm. especially for this series, where some of the films do not get good scores. And it was really refreshing. And you know, we'll talk about the ending and all that stuff later. But, um, and I think that part of that is because of the director. Like I tune out most in the action scenes these days to be honest with you so maybe those quick camera cuts are not good but there was something about this film that felt not as uh it felt different to other ones in the series enough where i was very motivated to watch it and i felt good after watching it does that make sense yeah um, I have uh, important sort of breaking news. I asked Midjourney. If people don't know Midjourney, it's a generative AI tool that you can give a prompt and it just creates art. Um, it's it's in Discord. So Joey's a bunch for free. Actual artists and uh, yeah, sure, whatever. Go ahead. Um, this I asked what food all over the place is, and it gives four different things, uh, each more nightmarish than the last. I, I don't know what the bottom two are, even a little bit, but I love all four of them, especially the bottom two. These are actually really sick. Oof, no thank you. And then I also asked as a follow-up. Is that like a food pyramid, but like a girl being... Under it, getting smushed by it? I don't know. Yeah. And then this, as a follow-up, simply, okay. <laughs> no knees to knees. I was waiting for this. Oh, why is she a wrestler in this one? I she don't has like know. a nice... I don't oh, know, they, man. like, cut her knees out. They, like, surgically removed them in some <laughs> but of she, these. But, but her legs are still bent at the knees. <laughs> they are. What is Doe Nose Nose? And why is there, like, a like a, like a cow behind her? I don't know, man. I None of these. I, I like that the the bottom left one, which is kind of like a, a thick Avril Lavigne, kind of, is, like, somehow sitting on nothing. <laughs> yeah. With a big X. No knee. Nosney, 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 knee three on measles. <laughs> I, I, no, I no longer fear the singularity. <laughs> yeah. Mid 
journey is fascinating, but even when you give it a really good specific prompt, it can't get people's faces right. Like, it's so weird. Yeah, it's, it's really I would not bad be worried faces. yet, but if you think about, like, what it's going to be, like, three months or six months out, or let alone, like, a year, like... Ten years. Um, be scared then. Right now, we're okay, but, like, in the near future, it's not going to be okay, but these are pretty good. Tr- I don't know if they're trying to imply she doesn't have an ankle in this one, either. And why is she wearing two different shoes in all of like, in some of them? I don't know. I don't know why she has, like, a fanny pack over the one knee. There's the <laughs> lack of a knee. Yeah. I don't know why it's like half shorts, half jeans. Montez, would you wear pants like that? That are like half half Daisy Dukes, half. <laughs> that was like Capri's? a fashion thing in like in like nineties. Like no man, it's back. It's back. It's back. Like the it's, one leg. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. It's back. Yeah. Oh, no, man. but I never, I never wore that. I don't wear that. I like to when I'm paying full price for a pair of pants. I'd like to get a full pair of pants. Well, what if you paid full price for a pair of shorts and it just came with extra jeans? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like that'd be a bargain. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Market them as shorts. I'll put these on the. Uh, should I put these on the Twitter? Or should I put these on the Patreon? Make it exclusive behind the paywall. I you you could do either one, but but they're they're fucking weird. Make make it exclusive for yeah. only uh, what's it called members? Uh, what's uh, Hernan Reyes members only? Oh, I yeah, I could, I could yeah. lock up behind a tier that no one is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> The These bottom really right one looks like it's like an Alice in Wonderland, back to the food one. Like, I don't know what that is, but I want that, like, bedroom. Yeah, these ones are sick. They definitely stole They definitely stole some, like, specific artist's for these ones. But like, they're you could, cool. I could keep, they like, a good. more, like, food all over the place in the style of Lewis Carroll. Or, you know what I mean? Or, like, you know, in the style of Ralph Steadman. Like, you can do, like, anything. Okay. But this was just straight up food all over the place. I didn't want to influence it, and it came up with... Oh, man, this is wild. Okay, anyway. I don't understand why this woman has, like, half-eaten, um, like, chicken wing arms. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, like, ate her, too. She was she part is of the food. food. Yeah, she yeah. is. She's part of the food all over the place. <laughs> this seems, like, very out... Like, this This seems like... This is, like, uh, something, like, an artist would be like, yeah, I was talking about, like, the epidemic of obesity in America. You know, like, that's... <laughs> That's what I was trying to describe with this piece. And you're like, what are you t- It's just food with this like poor girl with no hands. Yeah, the top left one is pretty normal. It's just like Italian food, a lot of different varieties. The top right is kind of like, you know, different Asian food, whatever. And then it's absolute just chaos. chaos. <laughs> yeah. I love it, though, man. It's great. Okay, yeah, Montez. Any- Good, sorry. Anyway, what? no, no, no. I'm, I'm the one who distracted onto <laughs> this, this monstrous art. Uh, Montez, how many pages of notes did you take? It's one page. I wrote really, really tiny this time. I don't believe it. Oh, <laughs> bullshit. Go ahead. Uh, I did write tiny this time. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, let's see my other thoughts. Um, I thought that the writing of this movie wasn't great, but it was also really funny. There were a lot of, like, one-liners. Okay. Um, I thought it was pretty hilarious how all of a sudden everyone is just an expert fighter and i want to know what cheat code they all used to mm. become like professional fighters joe do you want to explain wes's theory of automancing yes wes says like whatever they're next to they just like absorb the power from kind of so like if they're driving they're just getting better at driving if they're Wait, was it wes gun... was it walt it might have been walt i don't no, know it was it was it was wes's friend i used it for okay, something okay else. Yeah, yeah 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 and then yeah and then like so like if they're holding a gun they're instantly good at holding a gun if they start if they throw one punch they're gonna be like 
Keanu Reeves learning karate from the Matrix, right? Like it's you just, can think about just... it like the Sims Montez, where it's like you're reading a book, you become better at reading, even smarter. Like you, you cook, you become better at cooking. You play chess, you become better at knowledge or whatever, right? Like yep. it's just that. Like but then like them actually hand on a hard body, they're getting better at cars. Joey, what did your Sims girlfriend look like? Be honest. I never, I never had time for relationships, man. I was trying to get my to the top of the career. Oh. Really? That's that tracks so mm-hmm. hard. I was gonna say true in real life. <laughs> it makes so much sense. Like yeah, that was I've like... been at the same company for ten years where there's no upward mobility, but I'm definitely trying to get to the top of this. Uh, oh, I thought you meant the podcasting world. Oh well, yeah, that too. Sure. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> when I'm when I play Sims, I'm a I'm a man, and I usually have sex with all the old ladies in the neighborhood until they die. Oh, that also tracks. This is right yeah. up my alley. Yeah, I like that. That's a good one. But it's up your alley uh, in real life, Joe. That's a different thing. It would be. It it would be. It, that's pretty much. Yeah, that would be my goal as well. I I love when the Rock is in the hospital and he just is like daddy's gotta go to work and he just like rips off his cast and out of nowhere he has like all of his weapons he's perfectly fine he just (laughs) yeah no i'm fully with you i was like the hospital scene really sent me for a loop this time too because i was like what hospital have you ever been in like brian does nicole just like leave you your prescriptions like sitting there somewhere like on the like tape like no a nurse would bring him them at the appropriate time he couldn't just like take six vicodin like out of the like (laughs) they don't even fill prescriptions for you while you're in the hospital you know what i mean like he would have had to like get them on the way home or something no yeah that's not how it works yeah, it was like I was I was like what the fuck kind of hospital is this? But- well, while we're speaking about hospitals, you know, obviously I'm going to be talking about this because I think the most dumb moment is health insurance. Uh, <laughs> yes, <it's> true. <laughs> it's at the very beginning when um Shaw is in the hospital and he's like leaving the hospital and like his brothers in there and then like everything is just like hanging off the ceiling. It feels like a zombie apocalypse. The hospital is just like in complete disarray. The nurses are like cowering in the corner. Yep. yep. And then like everything starts exploding. And he just leaves him there. He's like, in good hands. I blew just... up this hospital. Nothing's gonna work. But like, glad you need intensive care because yeah, you're like, fine I here. I just I don't know what's happening. Uh, okay. Um, I did write down who got the fuck. I thought it was pretty. I thought it was pretty silly um, when they're like, "Someone just double tapped our drone." <laughs> I would. I would also like to say when Roman said, "Is that a what do you say, a rocket ship or a spaceship?" And I'm like, "Oh, okay," because you're all talking about when you're going to go to space later. It's called yep. foreshadowing. Wait, who gets the fuck in this movie? R- remind the listeners. Um, it is. I'm gonna mispronounce either one of them. I had to look up. I had to look up the character name. It was. Uh, Dijmon. Dijmon Hounsou? Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm, Mosey Jaconda. So the guy in the helicopter with him says, someone just double-chapped our drone. Mm-hmm. And he just yells, fuck. Just one, just like, sweet. Yeah, just, just one. And then, like, the next scene, they, he the guy in the helicopter says something else to him, and he just yells, shit. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that one was like, oh, we got one fuck we could put in this movie. They're like, oh, we didn't use it yet. Just, like, give yeah, it to that right. guy. This is something um, that is recurring in his career, but what a waste of an Academy Award you know, oh, yeah. actor or nominated yeah. actor. Well, okay, so that's that's actually a good point about the waste is that what do you both of you think? Because, Montez, if you don't know the backstory, but Brian's been on 
every lap doing one movie. So I think you only have one and nine left. Is that right? I think you've done everything else. Maybe I need to. I have no idea. You're, you're, I have you're no close idea. to the end. I thought I did but, like, this so, one honestly. <laughs> no, you haven't. As far as as far as my notes go, you have not. But something we've talked about a lot over time, and I want to get both your take on this because I don't think you've ever talked about Furious Seven specifically with us. But like, what do you both think of the fact that there are basically two main antagonists in this movie? This is both the Deckard Shaw movie and the Mosey Jaconda movie. Do they work? Do they complement one another? Is it too much? Do you forget like, oh right, we have to go back to the other thing that's not settled? Would this movie have been better if they just focus on one or the other? Do they work well together? No, but I like it because it's what I said before. It's triple threat match. When I'm looking at one, ah. boom, the other one comes in. You know, So I think it's used effectively. Uh, I don't know if it makes it a better or worse movie, but action-wise, I'm not against it. Coming at it from the perspective of I'm trying to keep up with the story and not watching this as an action movie, it was too much. I feel like there was way too much going on, like, we're trying to get Letty's memories back. So like as you, like you said, it's like a love story. So we're trying to get Letty's memories back. We've got the the hacker. We've, we're introducing God's Eye. We've mm-hmm. got Mr. Nobody. We're introducing all these new people. And then it feels like a lot. It feels like too many Game of Thrones episodes merged into one. There's too many people. I need a, I need a whiteboard and I need Polaroids so I can keep track of all these people. You know, one thing that we've talked about, even a little bit here in this episode, but also basically every time we talk about this movie, is that like this movie that we're seeing, I think Brian, you might have mentioned it tonight, it's not the movie that we were going to get originally. Yeah. That, you know, Paul passing away changed everything. This is the one, this is one of the major questions I wish that, like, was it, what would the villain layout have looked like had Paul not died? Because it's it feels... Like, it had to have affected everything. Like, had, like, even though they say it didn't affect it, like, everything's got to be a scramble, right? Like, what happened? I do think, though, that the movie's probably better. Again, I'm not rooting for Paul Walker to have died. But I think it is better that way because I believe this was just kind of a set-the-table movie without that. Um, you know, let's mm. set Mr. Nobody. Let's set other things. And instead, in editing, they framed it more about, you know, family and his impending retirement and, and things like that. So... I don't know what it would have been, but I definitely th- think it would have just been, let's reset things so that we can bring it to a different stratosphere, which they do a little bit. But you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Montez, any additional thoughts on that or anything else you want to say from your notes? Nope. Notes, notes empty? <laughs> the notes are empty. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, Brian... <laughs> We have gone through Montez's notes slower than ever before, and yet we still barely hit an hour before editing. So, like, okay. Uh, Brian, I, I guess you remember four scenes. But, Brian, what do you think of Furious 7? I don't remember where it falls in your rankings. I don't know if you know, I don't even know if we have your rankings officially. We're going to have to wait until you finish thing. this. But, like, you know, you, you, were, you were saying you were avoiding it, you were hesitant, you were worried about it, and you, you liked it as an action movie. Like, thoughts on Furious 7? Favorite parts? Least favorite parts? Well, I'm going to start from the end, and then I'll go through my notes. Um, so watching it today, I got, like I said, unusually emotional. Um, again, not to bring the podcast down, but something I no, sort it of... it hits some days. Some days it just hits, you know? Like, you just... I, yeah, like, some days I get really sad at the end of this. I understand. But specifically, uh, you know, I had a friend from high school who passed away when I was in college, and the anniversary of that is tomorrow. So it's like, mm. I, and I honestly had forgot which one Furious 7 was, 
So that final scene today, tears were streaming down the face. And and maybe they would have a little bit, but today, just like, again, I know the song's a corny song, but framed here, mm-hmm. it, it is framed so perfectly. It, it This is, uh, to me, a beautiful ending, a beautiful send-off to the Brian character. And it's it's something, too, when I... If I ever get tired of the films, especially the later installments, I'm reminded that, like, I can opt out here. Anyone can opt out here in the series if they want, right? Like, if they want to exit... This could be the end, yeah. 100%. If they want to exit with the Brian character, they can. Obviously, I'm not you guys. You're doing it forever. But... I think it does give you, you know, no, I guess this is a pun or whatever, but uh, it kind of gives you an exit ramp for the series. Like if someone wants to not get into the world of Cypher and all these things, they don't necessarily have to. So I I thought that was interesting on my watch today, how much closure I I got from it, if that makes sense. Sure. Sure. Montez, aside from wishing he rolled up in a minivan, what did you think of the ending? Knowing, watching it again, knowing that he is gone, and like the scene with him and Mia and Jack on the beach, I mean, it, it got me. It choked me up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I thought it was. I thought it was really well done. And you know, as I was watching it, I was thinking. You know, we've mentioned this already that the movie was probably cut and edited differently because he had passed away. But yep. you know, you can. Watching it through with that lens of, you know, this is his last film, knowing how everyone feels about him that's in the movie, knowing how Vin feels about him. I mean, it was a, it's a it's an emotional movie. It, I don't. It definitely did not feel like that for me when I watched it the first time, even though I don't remember watching it. But is is there a world that they can kill Brian off in the Fast and the Furious? No, absolutely not. Right? They, they absolutely can't. Like, he has to stay alive. Unless it's Captain America style and he's like an old man and they CGI him just like, you know, passing away of old age in like 20 or 30 years, like in the future. No, he can't like die before his time. Yeah. Th- oh, maybe that's like the time machine thing, Joey. Maybe they go to the future to be like, and Brian's like, yeah, I had a good life here. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and then, like, they kind of... They cast him as, like, an old, uh, different actor? Yeah. No, I think his brother CGI'd as an old man, deep-faked style, mm. would be better. Just like, mm. you know, get like I said, like Chris Evans, Captain America, old person, just like, thank you. Spoilers. For, for giving me this life. Well, I, no spoilers there. No spoilers there. <laughs> Captain America gets old. Spoiler! Uh, oh my God, he ages. Wait, till, wait, you hear? Wait, you hear what happens? <laughs> what else happens? <laughs> Not only gets old, but <laughs> Brian. What else about this movie, other than the ending and the emotional weight and heft of the ending? What else about this movie do you like? Is there stuff about this that you don't like? You're gonna hate me. My notes are long. Uh, wanna wanna mention that this was the film. I'm glad that someone does the homework here. <laughs> oh, here we go. I want to mention that Vin Diesel meant. Uh, said during the promotion of this film that Furious 7 will win Best Picture at the Oscars. Okay, <laughs> yes. Spoiler alert, that did not happen. Damn. He was close, though, right? It just tells me, I don't think he's bullshitting either, it just tells me like how much heart and emotion he puts into these films, but also, you know, like that thing where like you make something, maybe even like food or like whatever, and you're just like, damn, that's a good soup. He was like, 
he finished the movie like damn that's a good movie it's gonna win an oscar I still think my favorite quote from him about these movies and like this one in particular is, and I still, cause I don't know what it means. This one is from Paul eight. It's for Paul. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. What? That, yeah. That, that's, this is what I'm saying. He's reading like a bunch of philosophy books. He has to be. Cause this is, that makes no sense. Okay. So other questions here or questions. Mm-hmm. Th- okay. I, I've discussed on other podcasts, Joe, I think you were with me. Maybe it was on a, a Twilight podcast or something, but Ooh, I've said okay. that most people on the Cage Club podcast network are, are essentially fun uncles, aka Funkles. Yes, yes, yes. I remember this. Is Dom a Funkle? Is he a fun God uncle? damn it. I had this fucking question <laughs> when we were talking earlier. I swear to God, you sucked it out of my head. I was going to say, like, do you think Dom is a good uncle? Not a fun uncle, but a good uncle. Both. Hmm. Good, yes. Hey. Fun, though. You think he's a good uncle, but he's never there. So like he just like shows he's up an like absentee funkle. That's what I mean. Like I think he's a good uncle because he's doing everything in his power to protect his niece or nephew, his nephew at this point. You know, honestly, Joe, to your thing, he could be the like he's actually the dad. Like this isn't dumb, but it feels like he's the dad that like oh no, that's your uncle. And like later in life, you're like you know that was actually your father. <laughs> like we he just yeah, was never around, so we you, called him yeah, uncle. He's like a criminal on the run the whole time, so we just called him Uncle Don. But like that was like your biological dad. You know that, right? Yeah, that you're right. But is he fun? I don't think so. I, think I don't think he, so. I think he's terribly unfun. <laughs> okay. I think I think it would be like you could have fun moments with him if you like wanted to like work on a car. But, like, I think that, like, in general, he would be, like, a disciplinarian and, like, because he's, like, he's so caring about his family that I think that he will be, like, concerned with your safety enough to not let you have actual fun. And I also can't see him being, like, oh, yeah, like, that basketball hoop that's on the garage behind our house, like, we use that. Like, Dom's not playing basketball. It's like Mia was playing basketball by herself, right? Like, I can't see Dom being, like, oh, yeah, like, me and Vince just, like, play one-on-one all the time. Jesse and Vince definitely, like, you know, shot Yeah, like, Jesse and Leon, sure. Oh, Leon, for sure. I forgot about Leon, because everyone else did. But, like, Leon definitely likes shooting hoops all the time. Yeah, like, in the backyard, like, totally get it. But, like, I don't see Dom being like, yeah, like, I want to play, you know, horse. (laughs) I get in, you'd be like, like, he's not doing that. He's just, like, sitting there, or, like, on the grill. He's on the grill, yeah. Yeah. Or just in a a chair with a beer. He's got a beer. He can't play hoops because he's got a beer he's got a corona in a hand at all times that and like okay then then you're like uh you know if you wanted to play like video games can you see dom playing video games not unless it's gran turismo i also feel like the same way that lebron has never done the dunk contest vin would never play horse because he wouldn't want to lose yeah and i also don't think he plays gran turismo because like he he's they literally do in the movies. That's that's the only reason. I, I know, but I, but like I just don't think I, I've thought about this, and I just don't think he's gonna sit there and be like, like because he grind out this super license today. Exactly. Like, yeah. Also, he like he could do all that shit in real life. People, a lot of people play Gran Turismo because they can't. Yeah. Because I mean, and not like in a loser way. It's like I can't afford to do that to a car, right? But like yes. he can and does. So it's. I think he's like tangentially interested in it and it's more like oh snap they have all these cars but then like he loses interest very quickly yeah like i like i i can see him be like letty plays they have a playstation at their house i can see him watching everybody else play but being like nah i'm good they're like you want to turn and he's like nah whatever i'll just go like for a drive 
maybe he plays like Mike Tyson punch out things like that like just like button mashing games like that's oh, what no he... you know what he definitely loves though carnival games oh yeah yeah a hundred percent I'm with you on that he loves winning Letty a big teddy bear. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Like, super up his alley. Like, fill the clown's mouth with water, knock the milk bottles off. I can see him doing all of these and being really into it. <laughs> He's the kind of, like, boyfriend who some of my friends are, uh, unfortunately. I mean, I don't want to say unfortunately. Okay. That, that's mean. But, like, who definitely likes teaching his girlfriend things or like oh you see that that's a this this chest just mansplaining yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know like um and i don't but the thing is i think letty's good for him because she doesn't have it you know what i mean like she's not she like she doesn't need to be mansplained and they have a nice little tension i i know they have tension in this film i kind of all have always wanted to see more like i smell skanks tension throughout the series and and we don't we don't get a lot of that anymore it's like little too lovey-duddy for me at certain points. I I want, like, I want Dom to, it sounds terrible, but, like... To wander. To wander a little, a little bit and, and Letty be, like, smell skanks again. You know, I don't know. I feel like, so we have the skanks in the first movie, right? And then in Los Bondoleros, when she shows up and he's with the two other women, and then, like, they, they disperse and they drive away or whatever, and then they walk into the water... I feel like in that cave, she's like, it's, it's them or me. Like, I feel like it's off screen. It's just like, oh, like I it. love that, Joey. I love that take. We're in paradise right now. It stops now. The buck I stops will, I will stay here forever. It's me or them. Choose. And he's just like, I. if it's got it, it's you. Yeah. Don't fuck around anymore, even though you'll like sort of remarry and meet someone when you think I'm dead. But she conveniently goes away. A uh, weird tension with her in this film. What's her name? Uh, Elsa Pataki's character? I always forget her name. Elena. Elena, yeah. Weird tension. I mean, I get it. I get where it comes from. At one point, Dom asks if she's okay, and I'm not ask- I'm not sure if he's asking if she's okay because, like, Hobbs is in danger and hurt, or if it's like, are we cool, you know, after what happened? You know, my ex came back. and So yeah. I-, I thought that was fun. When I was watching it this time, we always talk about uh, mini spoiler for the next movie but like that mia is supposed to be pregnant kind of in the next movie right well she says it in this movie yeah i know she says it but she's like supposed to be correct pregnant in the next movie i was thinking what if uh elena was that a mini spoiler about how biology works no no No, character wise i was saying like i was saying like what if elena was like elena is pregnant in this movie right she has to be. That's the spoiler. Yeah. You just ruined <laughs> the big thing in eight. No. Yeah, you did. No. No. It's, it's okay, because I've already listened to all the episodes, so I already know. That's a good point. Is there really any spoilers? <laughs> no, Joe, the, the entire reveal in eight is that Dom has a love child with Elena. We don't yeah, know the, that right at, at the all. In the beginning. What? No. You don't yeah, know the, until you're on the plane. She yeah, shows him the early. phone. No, that's like an hour, and that's the reveal in eight. I, I think there's more to eight than that, but this I'm saying <laughs> yes, for the sake of conversation. That, 
I'm saying for the conversation, Joe, I'm thinking Joe, in this Joe one. T- Joe tiptoeing around Mia spoilers, which she says in this movie flat out, and then just drops the actual spoiler for the next movie. But but you get it. You gave me like weird I'm glad feedback. You said it, I'm glad because I I didn't want to say it, but I'll say it now. Did, does she know she's pregnant here, and she's kind of and and when Dom's like everything okay, and she's like. Uh, you know what I mean? Is that what she's alluding to when she gives him kind of a lukewarm answer? Like, I'm not sure. You're about to find out. We think that she's only pregnant in eight because they wanted to have a, a storyline where Mia, a pregnant Mia, was kidnapped. And they were like, oh, we don't want to have her in this movie because Paul's not in the movie. We can't we can't have yes. her without him. And so they're like, who else? Can, oh, we can have Elena be pregnant. Oh, like, I, I 100% agree with that. But then I guess you're so right. I don't I don't know that she knows. Like, retroactively, she would probably know that she was pregnant. Because it here. works well. It works well if you think she's pregnant. That's what I'm. That's what I'm talking. Yeah, she's I wanted to get seen, to like. Well, because if she if she's not pregnant here, that means that she and Dom smash after <laughs> Letty's back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, right? like, but but according to Letty, is she really back? Is that cheating? If you know, yes, it's cheating. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> if Letty doesn't remember their marriage. No, Letty does remember the marriage. Letty tells him about the marriage. Yeah, eventually, but then she like she like didn't beforehand. What if it happened in this movie? What if, like, he's like, are you okay about Hobbs? And she's like, oh, you know, I'd really like the comfort of one more night with you. <laughs> and, you know, off screen, they consummated and, you know. And weirdly, Letty let his hall pass be his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> well, honestly, I, this is going to be a controversial take. She should, because that girl just walked away from a loving relationship for Letty, who didn't even remember she was in a relationship with Dom. So if he was going to have a hall pass... She should be like, all right, you get one more with her, but that's it. We talked about this on the Fast and Furious 6 episode. Montez's point was so profound yes. that Wes was like, actually, she's right. Like, this is exactly what I agree. And then Joe's like, you know what? She is right. Yes, that it is like uh, coming together in comfort. What can Letty say? Like, <laughs> it's a really scummy move, but like, <laughs> I think Dom can kind of get away with being like, look, I was still banging Elena. You didn't remember that we were married, so, like, it didn't happen until you tell me we remember, then, like, oh, I was God. Asshole. You're so right. Right? Asshole Dom would totally be like, listen, you were confusing me. You were saying you didn't remember me. You don't think that hurt my feelings? So when I, I needed the comfort of a woman <laughs> that cares about me. Oh, toxic Dom. Who remembered who I was. Who, yeah, who at least remembered our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It, okay, next question. Is Dom toxic? Yeah. <laughs> I think you think? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in this situation, yeah. yes. If he's, like, purposely, like, like tormenting or dragging along these two, yeah, fine. But like, Dom is an old school, maybe Italian man. You're saying he's not toxic? <laughs> whoa, whoa. Yeah, hey, hey, racism. <laughs> You saw the White Lotus. I did see the White Lotus. <laughs> the yeah, whole actually. point of White Lotus season two is, hey, men of all ages are toxic. That's very true. I have also seen the White Lotus, and I break down some of my points on one of my other podcasts, Uncle Francis' Wine called? Cellar. So check it out there. The podcast where you and some of your vino friends. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, one of my vino friends, Mike Manzi, who doesn't drink wine on the show. Have you, have you tried to convince him to drink wine on yeah. the show? Every single episode. Okay. It doesn't work. And he just doesn't. He drink. He's like, I'm drinking coffee. He's like, no. I said this to Brian. I thought this was so funny. Mike's like, no, I'm I'm really wired on caffeine right now. I'm drinking Sprite. <laughs> what? <laughs> Isn't Sprite caffeine free? Yes, famously so sh- caffeine free. So just sugar. Okay. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Um, all right, let me run through my list. Uh, we get uh, You brought up Los Bandoleros, Joey, and I'm glad you did. Los Bandoleros was the first time we got to see Vin Diesel's love for the country of my grandparents and my father and, I guess, my mother's parents or grandparents as well, of uh, the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. It's weird, his love for that country, because he is not Dominican. Michelle Rodriguez is. Uh, but he, in this, there's like this little, and I've mentioned it on this pod before, but when we see uh, Romeo Santos, and I named my, what is his name? I, I have it up here. Hold up. Mando, this character of Mando. When Mia is hiding out in Dominican Republic, and you have Romeo Santos, Bachata, the king of Bachata, he's just like, I'll take care of her, and if anyone messes with her, all of the Dominican Republic is going to help her out. It's a, it's very, like, being a D- Dominican-American, it's very weird, this scene. It's cool, in a sense, but also, like, it feels like a commercial for the country. And it, it's... Okay. I just think Vin loves to prop up the Dominican Republic because, you know, he has a home there or whatever. So I think he put it in. Unlike the Abu Dhabi thing, which we know there was financing for, um, Abu Dhabi and Dubai have this big rivalry and uh, another podcast you host, Joey, had that. Uh, is, isn't is um, one of the Mission Impossibles in Dubai? Yeah, Ghost Protocol. And I believe, which one came first? What, between this movie and that movie? Yeah. That movie came first. Yeah, so that's what it was. So when uh, Ghost Protocol featured so prominently in Dubai, I remember reading at the time that Abu Dhabi was pissed. And they were like, we got to get money in a movie to bring it here. Fast and Furious is a winner. So they paid them a lot to shoot there and do all those scenes there. I mean, I love those scenes, except, I mean, Ronda Rousey's not great. But... Yeah. <laughs> um, These parties bore me to death. <laughs> no, no, you have to read it like a robot. These like, it's like the first thing you've death. ever read before. Like, on a cue card, very far away. I would just say both movies, like, if you're forced to, like, you know, in the 90s, Friends had a whole Pottery Barn episode, but it worked well. Um, if you're forced to do it, something because someone paid you to do it i think they did a decent enough job of working it in to the movie pretty well like it it, does it feel shoehorned in a little bit but not at a crazy level this is a movie where they travel to exotic places and drive fancy cars so so it really made sense here the dominican thing again to me little shoehorned we're only there for two seconds do we go back there not really right like we don't go back to we have some scenes there but we don't go back we don't see this uh, Mando character again, right? No, like we we get to Cuba, so we're like we're in the same sort of general region. But it is weird. Like I never thought about objectively how weird it is that like you're you're basically doing tourism advertisements for two different companies, where one is because they paid you a lot of money, and the other one is just because you love the country. <laughs> also, yes, yeah. Also, low key, uh, Vin's hanging out there. He probably ran into ran into Romeo Santos like at a party. He's like, "Yo, you you let those other guys in your movie." And, and you don't let me, the real King of Pachata, in your movie? And he's like, hey, I got a scene for you. We'll write it in. Don't worry about it. And then, like, you know, he wakes up. He sobers up. He's like, fuck. You know, I, I got to write this yeah. guy to my movie. So he's like, why not, you know? Also, if you have this much control over a movie, you kind of write it in places. Like, uh, Mike White, when he's talking about the White Lotus, he's like, I, now I just tour locations and then I write the movie. Like, well, it's the Adam Sandler thing, yeah, right? Like, yeah. say I'm going to bring my family on vacation to Africa. I'm going to write Blended or whatever, right? Yes, so, yes, hundred percent. So he's like, I think, I think it's great. I mean, notably, uh, three white dudes who do it, but still, uh, you know, power to them. <laughs> if I could do that, you tell me, I would. Oh, hundred percent, absolutely. Like, yeah, this is like the least morally bad thing <laughs> I think you can 
do as like be like you know what like look if i can get free vacations i'm gonna get free vacations like fuck it okay okay list so race wars I love like when I was in the theater and I saw race. Wars I like again. any list that starts with race wars. <laughs> when Step I saw, one: race. Wars. When I saw race wars wars again, I was so excited. I'm like, they, Hector better be here. And when he was here, I remember being in the theater, be like, oh shit. Um, he takes a punch very well from Letty, and yes. and I don't just mean like physically. He is not pissed off at all, which. Is amazing. So I just want to give a, like, like a little it's clap a, and shout that's out to a, him. It's a weird scene. Like, they cut away at the weirdest possible time. Like, they're there for a while, but not long enough. And they're also there for too long. Yes. It's just like, okay. Like, everybody, like, laughs. And they're like, are we st- are we still rolling? Like, what? I, like, think I like they, it, but it's weird. I think that it would kind of actually play out like that. Like, he respects Dom. He knows that he knows Letty, and it's like the first time he sees her in like years. And I think there'd have to be some whisperings, like, "Dude, I, Letty's like." Yeah, because she's called the ghost, so they have to yeah, know a little like, bit. Ghost, ghost girl. girl. Actually, okay. Follow up to a previous episode, Joe. Your girl Iggy is here. Reports from the OnlyFans front is that the photos on her OnlyFans. I think it's just maybe there's videos. I don't know. Uh, they're tamer than what she tweets out. So if you're paying twenty five dollars to get her OnlyFans, apparently it's a disappointment. That's oh, that's man. word from the street. I have not, and I will not spend twenty five dollars unless someone wants to. No, I'm not. I'm, even if somebody gives me twenty five dollars, I'm not going to spend it on that. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, what I've heard, reports are it's we were, tamer we were, than what we she's playing, tweeted. We were playing butthole or no butthole on Iggy Azalea's. Um, and I said OnlyFans. definitely not, and I, it seems definitely not. But yeah, Brian, do you have other notes? Any other thoughts about too many other notes? Sorry. Always love the Lucas Black aging in 30 seconds, yeah. 20 years. Yeah. Gotta shout it out. <laughs> Gotta shout it out. Mm-hmm. It is one of the greatest. Th- he's like he's like firmly 45 years old. In this I movie. mean, that's why I had in my notes that he's a fake high school student. There's no <laughs> there's no way that kid was ever in high school in any of these movies. Cameron Fry Award. Cameron Fry Award, indeed. Also, let's say, you know, legend as like Hunger Games legend here, like, that Paul Walker is CGI'd for half the movie. Oh, a la Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes, yes. It's amazing that they can get such great CGI on Paul Walker, and Lucas Black still looks 50 years old. Yeah, using his brother. Yeah, they, they just spent all the CGI money to make <laughs> Cody look like Paul. Not, and they like they were like, Lucas, sorry, you're bald, dude. I don't know what you want me to do about it. <laughs> well, so the... the... The good news is that so this is like nine years later, filming nine years later, and like Brian's saying, you know, it's it's a week later, right? Like that's bad. But then when we go to F nine, uh, and he if he were to return, um, it's six years later, but it's like ten years later in the in the universe. Like they do a yeah. little bit of a time jump, so like we're catching up. We're slowly catching up <laughs> to what Lucas Black looks like or what he's supposed to and, look like. To like it's honest, still not good, but he's we're getting there. And to be honest, in nine, he kind of looks the same as he does here. Yeah. Like, he doesn't look, like, significantly worse between the two. It's like the jump, like, Tokyo Drift is bad. This is real bad. And then nine, you're like, yeah, he looks about the same as he did in seven. Yeah. So yeah. it's okay. All right. Notes, notes, notes. Uh, shout out to Tony Ja, who's in the film. Thai mm-hmm. action star. I remember uh, hearing about this guy. One of my best friends is Thai. He's like, yo, you got to check out Tony Ja. What was the movies? Ong Bak, I think they were called. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you want to shout out him? Muay Thai warrior. Yeah. The last three things I have are questions for you guys. Okay. First. Also, Tony Ja in Triple X, Return of Xander Cage. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Nicolas Cage's Jiu-Jitsu, which is a bad movie. But, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. 
Do you think in 2022, when did this movie come out? 2017? This one is 2015. 2015, sorry. God's Eye, people were watching it and it blew people's mind. In 2022, yeah. does God's Eye 100% exist? Uh, are you asking 2022 or 2023? 2023, sorry, 2023. I forget it's 2023. We're only one month in. Yeah, we're only, yeah. No, I just asked a computer what food all over the place looked like, and it drew it for us. That's a like, computer no that's one... readily available. I'm talking about the gov- like a government in this oh, world no. has God- God's eye. I was thinking about this today. I was just thinking that, like, as I was watching this movie, that I think it's pretty impossible to have one thing that could hack everything, just knowing that, like, they're not all made by one thing. So I'm sure that there is, like... You know, we have the English, like the cameras all over England and stuff like that. And I'm sure somebody has access to that that probably shouldn't have access to that. Well, all it takes is a handshake. We literally see Hobbes shake someone down to get access to that, right? So That, but yes, yes, fair. But I'm saying like to control everything, it's just too global. It, it reminded me of like when people were like, they have a cure for cancer and they're just hiding it from you. And it's like, well... It's very complicated, so but no. Some element of the, this does exist on the God's yeah. Eye level. Like, oh no, it's going to take us uh, five minutes to find this person. No, but no. think about what I mean. It's the same. It's the same. It's the same tech they showed off in the Dark Knight seven years earlier. Very true. And and the other thing is like we just had that Drake concert in New York where like the cops were just like videotaping everybody as they were leaving. Is there another? Let's say they don't end at ten or eleven or whatever it is. Could another Fast and Furious film just be called Furious something like Furious Thirteen? Yeah, you you think there's an avenue for well, that? Like you know they just the new Scream that came out last year is just called Scream. They just put out, they're putting out Forza Motorsport. Like, things are just getting renamed. And then, like, so there was Scream last year, now there's Scream 6. So there was never a Scream 5. Like, names can just be whatever. Like, they could just call another one the Fast and the Furious. Like, there's already one. Just like, doesn't matter. Yeah. Also, this franchise, come on. Names are the least. I really want them, now that Brian brought this up and you guys were just talking about it, I really want them to skip a number. I think that will be such a good play. Like with the naming titles being so stupid, like the like the convention of it. Like we should just go straight to like twelve, right? I mean, like, I'm honestly surprised. I think that they were gonna do this, and I think they got ch- they they either chickened out or got bullied out of it. But I think they wanted to call one fast. I think it was gonna be fast. Was fast five was gonna be fast? Yes. And then Fast and Furious Six, I think it was just gonna be called Furious. And yes. then they didn't let them do that. But like, I'm surprised that, that still hasn't happened. That's a good point. We're close with Fast X. It's not that far off, no, but it's but also ten. It's I know. Yeah, but but like we need to go straight from like ten to like twelve, right? Like that that only makes sense now. You don't want there to be an eleventh movie that's called something else. We didn't ever have an eleven. You just want them to actually just straight up skip the number eleven. Yeah, just for no reason, and like everybody would be like, "Did we miss Fast and Furious eleven? Like this one says it's the twelfth one. Like are we missing one? They're like, oh no, they just like somehow started counting Hobbs and Shaw in it, but didn't number that one, but then didn't number this one." So I noticed that Hobbes refers to women as woman or women yes. and men as boys. Does that make Hobbes a feminist? Let's ask the woman. Montez? I would not I would not appreciate someone just walking up to me and being like woman. Oh, I do it all the time, actually. Well you say lady, which is uh, That's definitely not a more as, yeah. delicate. Totally it's, different. Yeah, that's yeah, that's different. Like, I'll say "woman" to Rachel in jest, but but yeah, you're also you're right. married to her. Like, yeah. that's and and that's. Are you saying that's his right as a married man to just? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
No, I'm just saying I have jurisdiction there. over the... Because he's like, I respect your womanhood, and yet you, you, boy, I don't. Well, what, okay, okay, let's 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 flip this on its head. Suki saying, bend over, boy, like, is that... What, what do we think of that? I believe that is empowering. So, yes. Yeah, okay, I agree. I don't have a point there. I was just trying to think of... You said boy, and I'm like, bend, bend over, boy. Okay. boy. I'm going to get that tattooed to myself. Wait, no. Get, People are going to add a context. You should, you should, Very, get, yeah. <laughs> you should get bend over, boy, tattooed, and then when you bend over, it somehow visually transforms into saying, oh, shit, it's Brian. Oh, shit, it's Brian, yeah. <laughs> like, one of those, it, like, it reads upside down. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, if you're doing a handstand, it says, oh, shit, it's Brian. <laughs> Uh, right. Well, that's all I got. Joe, do you have any other notes? No, I said all mine as I went through for sure. I still think the funniest thing in this movie is Mr. Nobody shit talking Dom's team to Dom in front of the team. Oh, yeah. You know, I was impressed by what you've done, but now that I've met your team, I'm even more impressed. It's just like, yeah, they're terrible at their jobs. Yeah, he's like, I thought maybe you guys were like actually good at this and you're not dom's just like carrying the whole fucking team here and he just like gives you shit to do so it's a group project it is it is a group project where dom's the only one that cares about the grade he's he's the only one taking it not past he's fail. the me yes he's yeah. the me of the how group. do you, i'm sorry for another question but how do you think mr nobody got them all there well he says i i have a note i took this note here him saying by the way i can get you deckard shaw gets Dom, and Dom gets the rest of them. And that's the same way that when they're in Rio, and Roman's like, man, I'm out, this is too crazy, you know, business, or personally, good Mm. business. And then Dom says, what we're talking about is $100 million. It's the same thing. It's just like a single sentence. Hooked, done. Yeah, he, because he, yeah, they'll do anything that Dom asks of them. So, yeah. They just need Dom. My only other note here is that I think, and I don't think they do enough with this, but I think basically Letty starting this movie by saying this is all too much, like her, like, I can't do this. Like, this is too much. This is too weird. I'm not I'm not ready for this yet. Like, they kind of do it throughout, but I think it's a really powerful way to start. And I don't think that they really, like, I, I almost wonder if this was going to be more of a Letty movie and then it became the Brian movie. You know what I mean? Like, it feels mm. like this was supposed to be the one where, like, she's being reintegrated into the family. It's too much. She doesn't remember them. Her memory's not back yet. And then they're like, oh, well, Paul died, so we got to make the Brian. But, like, I feel like in the first 10 or so minutes when she's just like, I can't do this. Like, that's a really kind of heavy emotional moment in, like, an, a summer blockbuster action flick. And they come around full circle, too, because, like, at the end, she gets her resolution. So, like, I can definitely see what you're saying. I've never thought about it before, but you you very much well might be right. Anybody else have any other thoughts or you want to play the one game? Because we're going to skip the other game because we're running long. But Go ahead. any other thoughts, any other notes about anything? Brian, Montez, Joe. No, I'm good. What game are we playing? This ain't no 10-second race, a.k.a. Boy Do We have a podcast okay, for good, you. Okay, good, good. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Come and check out our show. Yeah, yeah. So this is where we go on Twitter.com, a.k.a. The Bird app, and we find any tweet from anyone about anything and respond to them from Too Fast, Too Forever on Twitter and get them to watch the show. So I'm going to reflect on last episode's picks, which was the Tokyo Drift episode. I found Lewis Rabinowitz at Lewis Rabinowitz. Looking ahead to Tokyo Drift for my newsletters, and I'm struggling to get over the hump of Bow Wow is Twinkie, and then he went into the whole Zendaya is Michi, and I explained that to Joe. Joe, did you ever watch that video? I sent you the video. Did you ever watch that video? I think so. Nope, still a no. 
I no, I, I think I, I did explained at the time, it to you. Okay, maybe that's what I'm remembering then. You got to watch it because Gabe Gundacker is great, and is, I also sent you the the Wii Sports themes he made, but they're they're very fantastic videos. I said the best name and casting in the franchise. We can't wait to read your newsletters. Trying to pander, pander, pander. Boy, do we have a podcast for you! And he did not care. Zero points for me. Show mm. you found. Oh my god, I have like the greatest tweet of all ooh, time for ooh, this week. Ooh, 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 ooh. Hold on. Okay. We might have had. Dude. What? You tweeted at someone, Blue Maziahist. Okay. We said we love Tokyo Drift. You're unable to view this tweet because the account owner limits who can view their tweets. We got blocked. This is the first time in a while, Joe. We got blocked by Ooh. this woman. They blocked us, but they, their their account still exists? Still exists. We were blocked. Oh, okay. Good. So, zero points for I think you. that should count as a point. No, I mean it's it's a different kind of point, but they not they were game uh, that's points. that's an action. I caused them to do an action. Montez found let Gino cook at herb underscore dean hashtag Avatar. The way of water was solid. If I had to score on a scale of Tokyo Drift to Fast Five, I'd probably say it was Fast and Furious. We said ten out of ten. A boy of a podcast for you and Montez. Let Gino cook. Liked it. Montez, you get a point. Yay! Montez, you are up to 12 points, I will say. Brian, do you know your point total in this game? At zero, I'm pretty sure. I know it is sure zero. It zero points. Zero points. You are spot on with that. Still zero points for Brian. Late night slumber party. Rodriguez, I have a tweet. Do any of you have a tweet? I do. Mine's yes. good, though. Go have, ahead. All right. Go ahead, Montez. Yeah. Uh, Montez, hit us with your tweet, please, and thank you. Okay, um, so this is at... Oh, my God! Fuck! Wait. Montez, that's my tweet! No! This has never happened before. <gasps> this has never happened really? before. Really? Yeah, yeah, she but, found the but, exact but tweet Montez said it first. You gotta find something else. But this is also... I, although I said early in the episode, the tweet that I found is gonna be something we talk about. So technically, I found it first, but Montez... <laughs> oh, fuck, you can, you can play as a team, but you have to split points. That's fine, because I have a really good response to this, but Montez, because Montez also doesn't doesn't do responses. Okay, yeah. that's fair. I'm, I'm going to let, okay, so since we t- we found the same one and this has never happened before, I'm going to let you take it and I'm going to let you respond. Okay. You don't want to split? You can play as a team. No, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him this one. Okay. Well, Brian has three. I'm playing, I'm playing for two for charity, so. You're, you're so, I think charity so won once. I, I charity did charity, get you a charity couple points. One. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got more points from charity. Yeah, you definitely did. But we sent them Community the turbo for tots. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Montez and I both found Court Eisman, I S E M A N, at Court Eisman on Twitter. Okay. Court says, We don't talk enough about the fact that in Furious 7, Kurt Russell used what could have possibly been last words to try to convince Dom the switch from Coronas to Belgian beer. And there's a screenshot of. Kurt saying, try that Belgian ale, man. I like it. So I I love this because we have talked about this scene so many times. And we've talked about how this was going to be like maybe like a, hey, Blank is still alive. Hey, I'm your father. Hey, any number of serious things. And they're like, we can't have this be a serious moment because Paul just died. We need to have this be a a jokey thing. We're going to be about beer. And we have talked about this scene probably five or six different times. So when I saw Court tweet about it, and then Montez saw the same thing in it. So I think this is great. So beautiful. I love Shout it. out Montez. What's your reply? I'm going to say something along the lines of like, we have so many theories about the scene. We have talked about it so many times. We're right there with you. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. 
Listen, I, I just want to make sure we all are aware. This is also the scene where we talk about health insurance. It yeah, Montez pulled it for a different reason altogether. But <laughs> Can I go next for the fear that Brian might have my tweet? Uh, Brian does not have your tweet. Okay, good. Okay, then. Oh, Brian, I like your, your final one. But yes, please, Joe, hit us with yours. Mine is from Lyra Esquire is not Daredevil at Pink Ranger LB. She says, you see, this new book revisits the events of the first Twilight novel, but instead of being from the perspective of Bella, it is told from the perspective of Dominic Toretto from the Fast and the Furious franchise. Ooh. Be like, Lyra, you have no idea how much we actually have a podcast for you. <laughs> Because if there's two things we love, it's <laughs> Twilight and Fast and the Furious. Nice. But I was actually looking for something about what books Dom would read, and I found that. And I was like, oh, that's too good. All right. Brian, charity number one. Brian, charity number two. And Brian, are you, no, no, are no, you no. doing them? The first one is Brian. The one from Julia is yours. Yes, yes. So the first tweet. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Brian, oh, this I... is so good. Oh, it's Julia so good. Monet? Yes. Oh, no, I know. So Julia Monet at Julia Kale says no needs. Also, but but b- before you say that, say say when it's from. It is from April fourth, two thousand uh, twenty fifteen. When this movie came out, uh huh. Right when the movie came out, only two likes, and it says no knees. Denise is my favorite Bond girl. Great name for a Bond girl. I, I guess boy, do we have a podcast for you? Because I think that's an awesome name for a Bond girl. I can't wait to rock this girl's world by getting <laughs> a response. <laughs> From this long ago. That's how long Twitter's been out there. We've got Pussy Galore, Miss Mary Goodnight, Noni's Denise. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> All right, and, and that, that's me playing. I want to score some points here, so hopefully... What's also funny is that this is an eight-year-old tweet, right? We liked it, retweeted, we retweeted it, we replied to it. I guarantee you the people who follow us are going to like this tweet, and still Julia is not going to respond to it. Because <laughs> oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The more we dig up, like, an old tweet that is, like, perfect for our audience, the less likely they give a shit at all. We'll see. Challenge accepted. All right. This is my true charity tweet. Uh, yeah. This is from someone named Matt, the unique name Matt, uh, at M Hack. How did T-Pain only manage to get credited as DJ in Furious 7? It says T-Pain all over his laptop. Poor dude. Sad face. April 23rd, <laughs> 2015. <laughs> he only got credit as DJ. It says T-Pain all over his computer. I also want to say there is another DJ in this movie. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Michael Moser just liked all the tweets we've retweeted. So, like, these people are getting alerts that not only are we doing it, but, like, other people are, and they're not going to respond. But anyway, okay. How do you want to respond to Matt at MHack? I hope they at least bought him a drink. D R A N K. It's an allusion to one of T Pain's popular songs. Yes, Buy yes. you a drink. Um, boy, do we have a podcast for you. And then this last one is just in honor of Joey for his love for AI and the Fast yes. and Furious series. It is from Georgie Letarsky at Letarch. At Elon Musk, here are some Tesla Model 3s. If they were part of a Fast and Furious movie, exclamation point, generated by hashtag AI, hashtag oh. mid journey. 
What I love about the first picture is that that front right tire is beyond fucked. (laughs) Nice. It is crumpled inward in a way that, like, catastrophically damaged. (laughs) So hopefully Elon Musk replies to this one. So how do you want to – this is from this past week. So how do you want to respond to Georgie and also maybe Elon? Because we're we're responding to both. Ooh, I don't know. I was going to ask you, Joey, as the AI expert – if Elon replies, Brian, I will give you $1,000. Oh, you heard it here, even though you could edit this out. Because you you do – no, no, no. I'm, I'm not going to edit it out because, like, if, if he replies, either the podcast ends or we become <laughs> the number one podcast for at least a day. Like, yeah, the traffic – like, the, the cage coverage, the, just the whole network's website yeah. is just going to shut down. Look, I'm, I'm not the biggest Elon Musk fan, but – why no, Joe is. Keep going. Why don't we just kiss? His- I am. <laughs> Why don't we just kiss his ass a little bit? Why don't we be like, oh, okay, yeah, go ahead. wow, Elon, how have you not been in a Fast and Furious movie yet? Oh, <laughs> as as huge as as Soul Popped is a huge fan of yours. <laughs> How have you not been in Fast and Furious movie? What I want to do is I want to I want to screenshot his IMDb where it's do you know what he's you know the characters he's played Iron Man he's, two uh, yeah, Elon Iron Musk yep, Machete yep. kills Elon Musk The Simpsons Elon Musk The Big Bang Theory Elon Musk South Park Elon Musk Why him Elon Musk Young Sheldon Elon Musk Men in Black International Alien on TV Monitor oh, Why him Rick is and a Morty, good movie by Elon, the way Elon like, Tusk on Rick and Morty. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a picture of this. Like with your range, you'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. With your character that's range, good. you'd be perfect. <laughs> and you're kind of not wrong. It's it's honestly surprising. Like Vin must just hate him or something. Like there's there's no reason a car guy like him and somebody who like wants to be loved would not be in these <laughs> movies unless the movies did not want him in them. Could you? Could Elon Musk and and put your thoughts about him aside? If you gave Elon Musk the script to Ronda Rousey's role today, not the fighting yes. scenes, could he have read it at least equally? I think so. Better. <laughs> I mean, it, we we saw his like SNL like di- dialogue, so like monologue. Sorry, at the beginning, and like that was he did decent. So I, he could do at least as good as her. I think. Ooh, I think we got a hot one today with all these tweets. I think there's some good tweets here. I'd say, Elon, how have you not been in a Fast and Furious movie yet? You'd be perfect as your favorite character, Elon Musk. Boy, do a podcast for you. Podcast and film franchise for you. Perfect. I hope you guys get blocked. We're, or or banned. <laughs> banned, yeah. What am I saying? Banned. Well, uh, I think maybe our most successful game ever. We have never, I mean, we don't play this game every time, but we have never in the 277 episodes, I've been telling you, know, 150 times we played this game, never, we thought we were going to find the same tweet. History made tonight. That was pretty incredible. I I don't think I'd ever thought it too because there's you know good jillions of tweets. So I think I just searched Furious Seven too. Like I don't think I like it was like a very generic tweet. And Montez just like health insurance Furious Seven. <laughs> Nothing's coming up. I wonder why. Uh, I'm insane. Go well, to the doctor, people. <laughs> go to the doctor. Get your damn flu shot. <laughs> Anyway, thank you both so much for joining us. Montez, we'll let you go first because I think the answer is going to be no. Is there anything that you want to plug? <laughs> no, Ooh, the answer may be yes. I was going to make a health insurance joke. Go oh, for it. Oh, nice, you can. 
you know, you no. know, everything's really. We we also know how good you are at telling stories and landing jokes. Oh God! <laughs> Flav of Flav. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I'm good. Thank cool. you. All right, Mondas, you'll be back in three weeks for the Fate of the Furious, a movie that Joe in no way spoiled tonight. Not at all. Not in the least. Brian, what would you like to plug to our listeners? They they know a lot of things about you. Maybe too much. Arguably too much. But what, what might they not know? What don't they know? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's So I can't plug my podcast? I have to just... You can, no, you can plug your podcast. Tell Absolutely. us a deep, dark secret. Ooh, I was like, what should I reveal today? What were you like in high school? Ooh, that's not a deep, dark secret. Well, it kind of is. I don't really divulge that too much. But uh, you can check out my, I guess, my main podcast, High School Slumber Party. Uh, we are back and at it. And Joey, you are on our first episode of the year, which was 2022 review of films part one i don't know what it's called but we watched all the films of 2022 that revolved around teens or high schoolers and we recommended to you essentially if you might want to see them or not and joey you helped out by watching a lot of the films that island and i did not want to watch <laughs> honestly uh so check that out <laughs> like avatar and some other stuff also check out my other show that's rocking and rolling uncle francis's wine cellar which Joey, you technically don't know about, but Mike and I have been in the Cage Club wine cellar, um, drinking wine and talking the films of Francis Ford Coppola, all cuts involved, all Coppola related things. We're having a blast there. And by the way, if anyone is interested in sponsoring us, we are open to a cannoli sponsorship on Uncle Francis's wine cellar, as well as a pizza sponsorship. And according to Mike Manzi, a hotel sponsorship as well. Um, if the Four Seasons wants to sponsor us, we're open to that too. But any kind of sponsorship we're open to, we're not like this show who gets sponsored every week. We're a fledgling mm. program uh, looking for Coppola-themed sponsorship. So check that out wherever you get your podcasts as well. Brian, you know you're allowed in the wine cellar as long as you don't touch my stuff, right? Well, you know, I mean, not... That, uh, Does we'll touching see. include putting your balls on it, or Ooh, no? Ooh. They don't mention that in the opening <laughs> to literally every episode, but maybe. <laughs> yeah, literally every episode begins. And again, if you just want to listen to the beginning, well, listen to the whole thing, but theoretically, every episode begins with just a pre-recorded thing of like me essentially being like, oh, what's that room? Or like, it's just like, oh, wow, this is the Cage Club headquarters? I don't remember exactly. And, and Mike is like, you know Joey doesn't let you touch his stuff. And then I go, <laughs> doesn't like when you like, touch yeah, stuff. like when you touch his stuff. And then I go, what's this room? And then the Godfather music plays and we enter the wine cellar. And that's the show. Mike Manzi will admit, and Mike Manzi's been on this podcast a lot, so y'all should know him. He will admit that's the show that he's loosest on. That's the show that he just lets it fly. Yep. Mm -hmm. Ooh. <laughs> after hours. After dark. Well, speaking of after dark. We have next week, well, not after dark next week, but next week we are doing The Last Witch Hunter with Mark Hoffmeyer, oh, Vin cool. Diesel, Pit Stop. Then we're doing a bonus episode for the main feed, the Fast X trailer review. Ooh. So we're very exciting. Remember, as a reminder to you, the listener, if you want to share your thoughts on the trailer, basically as soon as it drops, watch it, then email us because we're going to record almost immediately. Yep. So if you want us to read that email on that episode, get it in almost as soon as you possibly can. Otherwise, we'll just read on the next Life in the Fast Lane. 
After that, we're doing a bonus episode, The First Purge, which is Justin Kleiman's patron pick. Which I'm stoked for. I like Purge movies. And then there might be another bonus episode with somebody Ah! you heard tonight. I'm not going to say what or when, but if if you're a detective, if you're as good a detective as Dominic Toretto in the fourth film, you might know what we're going to do, which is I'm not going to say more than that. Okay. And then we got a Life in the Fast Lane, number seven for minute 82. That's action-packed. Three weeks coming up here. Yes. And then back with Montez for the Fate of Furious. But lots of good stuff coming up on Too Fast, Too Forever. For all things Too Fast, Too Forever, go to cageglove.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast, Too Forever, or at Too Fast, Too Forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, family at cageglove.me. Check out our Patreon page at Too Fast, Too Forever.com for those mid-journey things behind the Hernan Reyes tiered paywall. Uh Store over on T Public at Too Fast Too Forever Twitter Instagram. I forgot. I, I I screwed myself up. Anyway, you know how to get in touch with us. You've heard this two hundred seventy seven times. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. That was Jessica Collins, aka Montez, and Brian Uncle Francis Rodriguez, and we will tell you all about it. I'm a nephew. I'm a nephew. Sorry. Shut I'm up, nephew. <laughs>